dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. Hello again. Welcome, everyone, to Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com. So thankful to have you with us. This episode, we're going to welcome back a return guest here to the program. As you know, I've been hosting the program here going back to April of 2018 and haven't necessarily brought on a lot of return guests, but we warranted that a return guest would be good for this time around. Uh, this past December, we spoke with Ryan Smith, the CEO and founder of LeafLink. He, in our last interview, LeafLink is now live in 22 territories across the United States and Canada with offices in Los Angeles, New York, and Toronto. Cannabis retailers and brands use LeafLink to manage over $1 billion per year and wholesale orders. So, Ryan, welcome back to the program. Thanks for being with us. Happy to be a return return uh, guest. Yeah, of course. Uh, the, might have been it was right around that uh, end of the last year where we were on, right around the holidays and time. But um, a lot of things have changed since then. And most recently, Leaflink released a new retail cannabis purchasing guide for cannabis dispensaries with best practices from leading cannabis retailers to help them take control of their purchasing process. Now, the guide is set to help dispensaries cut through the noise and make strategic decisions about which products to bring into their store. So fill me in on what this guide does and how this is supposed to really help out these uh, different dispensaries on what they're looking to go and bring into their stores. Well, as you know, and everyone I'm sure listening, that the industry itself is so new. So many of our clients are startups. The industry itself really is a startup. And what this report is, and as we learn from each other, we're trying to do is empower our clients to make better decisions as they're growing their businesses. Um, the way we put it together was through some data collection, um, also the you know transactions that are happening every day on LeafLink. Um, we also spoke to our retailer insights board. So we had this collection of 15 different representatives all over the states and all different markets, uh, licensed dispensaries, so purchasing managers, owners, and the like. And we speak with them regularly. We have these two semesters uh, each year that we you know filter them in and out. Um, and we spoke to them to get a better perspective on you know, some of the challenges they're facing, what are you know, great products, uh, ones that you know, people seem most interested in. And then the goal is really like sharing that knowledge, what we've accumulated from the LeafLink community to, to others. Uh, so far we've had over a thousand downloads, which is, which is great and really fits into our goal of creating this industry standard, not just platform, but also knowledge base to empower our clients. 5,000 is a pretty respectable number, I could just say. Now, in this guide, you stress the idea of creating a vendor evaluation process that works for your business. So what you're saying is the process retailers use to evaluate vendors can vary a lot. However, having a process in place rather than talking to vendors haphazardly makes vendor selection much more manageable. And creating guidelines and schedules empowered, leading purchasing managers to stay in control and make more informed decisions. So... Take me through the idea of creating this kind of process. So you're basically saying is that don't take any unscheduled visits from any particular vendors. You know, not like where you see, I guess, with uh, pharmacies, you know, Big Pharma, they have these people with their briefcases walking along to every doctor's office and then try to pull the doctor over to go ahead and sell about their particular uh, products. 
the same way goes, I guess, for this as well? That's that's where we're moving as an industry, especially as we you know mature as a space and as a community. Uh, I mean, the, the, the range right now is you have, like the example you said, certain individuals, certain you know account executives will just show up at dispensaries, and that's probably more common in earlier markets, and try to sell them or educate them, pitch them on what they're looking to move. Uh, but if you think about more legacy industries, I mean, to have a sales rep just walk into any Walgreens, for example, and try to sell them their product, that's just not how it works. You have to go to the corporate headquarters. There's a process around diligence and understanding and education. And there's a team behind making those decisions on which products they're going to put on their shelves. We see that moving. We see our space moving in that same direction. And the concepts around transparency and communication, having retailers know what's a new product, what's a product worth their attention and which, which are some that, what are some that may not be worth their focus is something that we're very, you know, we're interested in, in bolstering and helping our clients navigate. Are there any particular parameters that you offer in the guide as to creating this kind of schedule or creating this kind of process? Are there any particular tips and tricks that you offer into that? A few things we've heard from some of our retail clients is, I mean, they're, they're, unlikely that there'll be a standardized process right across all different, all retailers, uh, but certain larger chains in the country now have created these vetting processes where they allow multiple people, multiple perspectives on their team, fill out like a questionnaire of, you know, five, 10, 15 questions. Uh, and then they also, there's simple things like lab test results, getting client and, and patient feedback uh, and really rounding up all those different uh, views into one decision before they make it. Obviously, there's pricing needs to be counted for and brand itself and uh, the branding and mission of the of the brand likely plays a role. But all those things quantified in a consistent way so that no one offering is getting a leg up on another and you can make those you know good, educated decisions. I'm here with the CEO and founder of LeafLink, Ryan Smith, here on Blunt Business. We're back with more questions as we go ahead and delve into some of the issues when it comes to fundraising, which has been Quite a bit of the subject that's been talked about with LeafLink on the headlines out there. We're going to talk with Ryan about that in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits. Welcome to another episode of Plant Profits. I am Bert Miller, your host. As you guys know, the purpose of this show is to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. Plant Profits, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart Pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, Smart Pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart Pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million Smart Pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. 
Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Fortunate to have Michael Brewer of Brewer and Shipley. Your signature top 10 song, One Toke Over the Line. I've read a couple different versions of, of what the tune's origins are. What's the true story? We were playing a little club in Kansas City. A friend stopped by with some really good hash. We stepped out back and came back in. We're tuning up in the dressing room, and Tom said, Man, I'm really one toke over the line. I just cracked up. I thought it was hysterical. We literally wrote that song just entertaining ourselves and to make our friends laugh. It's time to Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with the founder and CEO of LeafLink, Ryan Smith, here on Blunt Business. LeafLink has been in the headlines quite a bit. I'm noticing... Uh, first of all, one announcement's been made is the completion, very shortly, of a $35 million round of Series B funding. And I want to just point out, there's been a number of institutional investors that are part of being part of this funding process. One of those I want to point out is Strive Capital Management, which is founded by Josh Kushner, who might know that there's a relation. He's uh, His brother is the presidential advisor for President Donald Trump, his son-in-law. And they're leading part of the fundraising round for LeafLink. What can you tell me about the headlines that this has made because of the connection that Josh has to Jared Kushner? Well, one thing we've always prioritized as a company is bringing in institutional investors, partners that we can work really closely with as we scale LeafLink's marketplace, create an industry standard platform, which is very much our mission and and goal. Um, I mean, we're excited to bring Thrive onto the onto the team and, and they led, like you said, our, our series B round. Um, I think, you know, in terms of people's different relationships, generally speaking, there's clearly a lot of maturation in this space, a lot of mainstreaming happening, which I think is exciting. Um, and we're most excited to be working with uh, the Thrive team around building the company, which is what we're, we, you know, we're most focused on and very much have our heads down about. Now, one of the things also mentioned is that the number of also other venture capital firms that were part of this round are it's very uh, very global in this venture because you have those that are based in New York City, those based in San Francisco, and in London. So, talk to me about what it was trying to get all these people together to go and help out in this joint venture and be able to have those communications all hours of the day and night. I would imagine. Absolutely, I mean, to think, especially you know, Thrive speaks to this, but also you know, funds like Nosara. Or- uh, like, like you mentioned, you know, a fund out of London or Larry Hippo out of New York. I mean, we are very focused on bringing more mature players and, and to the space, helping legitimize the industry, really bridging the connection between what's happening in this space, which we're obviously very excited about with investors and partners that can help catapult it to the next level. So, um, you know, yeah, there's all different time zones and, and very many different cities on our, on our cap table, but I think that's really important. And we, through these processes, we take meetings with funds that may never invest in a cannabis in company, but we want them to know what's happening in the cannabis space. And so a lot of the meetings we go to are, are really about providing that education. We think that's a responsibility of ours as, a, as one of the leading companies, leading tech companies in the space to, 
to let people know what's happening here and they should in the very least keep their eye on it hopefully write checks to it you know down the line i want to go and quote from a recent article from daily dot and one of the things that we talked about about we've mentioned on the program is uh, compliance especially when it comes into the state of california and the compliance system called metric m-e-t-r-c for those that are not familiar it's a regulatory compliance system that tracks and traces cannabis from seed to sale every cannabis is required to report all of what it does with its products in the u.s government leaflink software helps because it strips that compliance process down so that brands and retailers can officially report to the government that's available to vendors in colorado oregon nevada arkansas maryland and california and so far has done very well talk to me ryan about how metric has worked for leaflink and how it's become the standard of enforcement tracking and reporting the enforcement of uh, the, the reporting the compliance of cannabis so yeah metric you know great uh, great company where um you know they're a sister portfolio company in one of the funds that have invested in leaflink and although leaflink isn't a compliance tracking software system itself we do make sure that everyone on the platform has valid licenses um, so that we can ensure compliant transactions. Um, with metrics specifically, we do have uh, an integration with that platform. And what we've seen over the last you know, two or three years is them winning some of the largest and the most, uh, the highest number of state contracts for the seed to sale tracking. And our goal with LeafLink is obviously to streamline the way Purchasing happens the way back-end offices are running at leading brands and leading retailers in the space, and they have to use metric in a lot of cases. So for us, we're you know focused on allowing and making that experience part of the LeafLink experience because it's a it's a, it's an important tool that we want to support and follow all the regulatory schema that exists state by state. Metrics become a, a large part of that, so we you know, we work closely with them and have integrated with them in the states where they are the official. S2S solution. Now, your co-founder CTO, Zach Sermon, also told The Daily Dot, you made mention of how that the company has brought together 3,100 retailers, wow, and over 1,000 brands to conduct and manage $1 billion in annualized wholesale commerce. Congratulations on that. Now, tackling what was once a messy offline process, Leafly has created a space for quicker marketing of new product lines, easing the process of reorders and making data easily available. Is there still a possibility that all cannabis businesses could settle with one single standard of compliance? Do you think there's a day where we're going to have that single standard bearer of all? So our mission is to create and provide like the standards that we can related to transactions. Um, we really want to virtualize the supply chain in a way through LeafLink that hasn't been done in more traditional, um, more traditional industries, other 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 verticals. I mean, we have, yeah, you said 3,100, we actually have like 30, over 3,600 retailers from the time that article was written. Uh, so four to five retailers in the country are making purchases on LeafLink from more than 1,200 brands in 22 states. Um, you know, we're focused on creating an agnostic solution that allows them to use the platform state to, st- you know, in each state that they grow to in a, a standard way. I think what we're going to probably start seeing I don't know if there'll ever be like a federal mandate that that is that specific as to what the single standard of compliance is. I imagine, you know, as we continue to mainstream, as more states come online, there'll be widely accepted standards by which products and tracking needs to comply with just to be, to be compliant. Um, I don't know if that'll be, who that necessarily will, will be set by, but it's definitely a very important thing for us to, it is important 
bridge for us across as, a, as an industry. One element that I think is really key within that is lab testing. So right now, you know, there's very many labs in the country, even you know, within certain states, different labs can, can feedback or give back alternate results on the same products. That's something that we really need to fix. And I think creating a template structure across all the states for what like a lab test result looks like could be really powerful. Um, but there's a number of needs like that within the industry and, and the solutions yet aren't totally clear. Let's kind of go back out to another commercial break. I'm here with the founder and CEO of LeafLink, Ryan Smith, here in Blunt Business for another return visit because there's so much going on with LeafLink. And I didn't get a chance to let you talk about that billion dollar mark, but I want to go ahead and get your words on the accomplishment coming up after the break. Stay with us, folks. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Let me welcome Nick Hexum from 311. We've never heard things like your music when it first came out. It's like to mix the reggae with the punk and all of that together was just such an unusual sound and, and we loved it. We realized we're not gonna copy what's on the radio. At the time it was all grunge at what that was on the radio and I said, let's just stick to what we know and wait for a culture to come around to us. Hey, it's Nick Hexum from 311, and you're listening to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina on CannabisRadio.com. The National Cannabis Industry Association's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference takes place October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com and take part in the only industry trade show focusing solely on the California market hosted by the cannabis industry's only national trade association. NCIA's California Cannabis Business Conference brings together thousands of cannabis industry leaders, policymakers, and entrepreneurs to discuss California-specific regulations, market trends, policy, advocacy, and research. The California Cannabis Business Conference will also feature over 60,000 square feet of expo floor, showcasing over 200 exhibitors. Make your plans now for NCIA's third annual California Cannabis Business Conference, October 8th and 9th in Long Beach, California. Register today at CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. That's CaliforniaCannabisBusinessConference.com. Oh, lady marijuana llama, tell you something now About a game for your phone, gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little, your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is Himping, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh yeah, get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We're back to wrap things up here with Ryan Smith, the CEO and founder of Flea Flink here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Thanks again for making time. And Ryan, so glad to have you back on once again. At the top of the show, 
or just mentioned also, uh, and just during the last question, I mentioned to you that uh, your CTO and co-founder, Zach Silverman, mentioned to The Daily Dot, the company bringing in 3,100 retailers, 1,000 brands to conduct and manage $1 billion in annualized wholesale commerce. So you reached that million, billion dollar mark. Talk to me about the accomplishment. It's something we've been working towards, you know, for a while. There's way more to do than we've done. Uh, when we broke that, you know, one the progression really was 2017. We're moving 100 million annually, um, or those were the transactions that are occurring through the marketplace. Uh, 500 million was the goal in 2018. We ended it at just under 700, and then, like you said, um, earlier this year we broke a billion. And right now, at least as we close out this month. We're on track to move just north of 1.4 billion in transactions, which is roughly 21% of legal wholesale cannabis in the states moving through Leafings Wholesale Marketplace. And that's exciting for us because it's one of those unique opportunities that you have as a startup, an industry that's a startup to, to find a process before it needs to be disrupted. And that's something that our team gets really revved and excited about. It's a very special and unique time as a company, but also for our clients and the community in the space. Uh, there's a lot more to do, but we're, we think we're on the right path and just need to keep moving really quickly. Now, going forward, the other thing uh, that was mentioned is uh, from Zach Summer, and he was mentioning that, quote, the goal is to always set a new virtual standard for how the supply chain operates, building from a lot of what you've learned uh, since 2015, since starting the company, new effort creating an exceptional opportunity to bring learnings to new markets and continue to empower Canada's biggest businesses and regulators as the industry goes more in mainstream. So obviously, I feel like the company's already been getting the mainstream attention from just what you're getting right now in the venture capital funding. It's There's no lack of companies wanting to work with you and plan for the future. Um, I mean, what's where's the room for growth coming up for LeafLink? And uh, where do things change once legalization comes into play? Do you feel like... There, or do you feel like just from the coordination you've done so far, are there are there those that are looking to are on the fence ready to invest or just in the bullpen ready to come on up and go ahead and pitch away and offer to help invest in this industry and grow it even further coming up after legalization comes into play? There's, I think, really two areas for growth right now. I mean, we, we did just close this round. So the way we've always raised capital is, we go to market, we, we raise the raise the round, close the deal. And, and at this point, you know, we're not really looking to raise any additional capital. We're very heads down on executing on the plan and what we brought the capital in to do. Um, on the two points of like what is to come, you know, there's Illinois shops uh, will be opening up next year, which is an exciting market. There's a number of other states and territories that we're looking at. I mean, New York, New Jersey are likely to go next year. I think Florida starts to become pretty interesting. We just opened up in Saskatchewan and Ontario. So there's some international opportunities to account for. So generally just the pie is growing and we have to address that. I think that the other thing that we very much have had our eye on is this concept of a marketplace triangle, right? So we have liquidity, we have payments, and we have logistics. We work really closely with a number of distribution companies, um, something that we want to continue to build out. We just launched a, a payment solution on the Relieflink Financial, which we're also continuing to grow. And then the general growth on on those markets and territories and liquidity, that third point of the of the marketplace triangle is what we're focused on. And, and we're building out and hiring incredible people at, at each of those points to really lead the charge and make sure we become the industry standard, which is which has always been our goal. Fantastic. Well, what I was trying to make mention of when you mentioned of 
that you're not looking for most likely not only to go ahead and seek out other VCs, but for other companies, if there's a chance that there might be other companies or, or some other people that are looking to invest, if the investors, do you feel like there's any investors that are sitting on the fence for anybody to be invested upon if they're still waiting for legalization or obviously through your experience, that's not the case. There are one advantage that we have at LeafLink is that we're not a, we are not a plant touching company. We don't touch the product. We don't sell it. We don't buy it. We don't touch the money. There are definitely still funds and institutional investors that are not. So there, it's a little bit easier for them to work with us, but there's definitely significant challenges around companies that are touching the plant and, and brands that are touching the product. And so, you know, there are a lot of funds that are sitting on the sidelines there. I'm sure there are a lot that are watching and researching and trying to stay in tune as much as they can. But to your point, there might need to be some you know, further loosening of regulations or just generally more clarity at the federal level before some of these funds participate. Exactly right. And I just imagine that the one thing I also notice here is that Leaf League is pretty open about offering a lot of data and information to help support the industry, which is most important for the industry to really thrive and really take away the stigma, the debunking some of the claims the mainstream puts out there. But the mainstream media just, you know, they just do a poor disservice. It's disgraceful what they do, in my opinion, by the way, of what they do. And the fact that there is good research, there's research that your company offers and others that are very credible and, you know, very supportive because there is good information coming out of the industry. And I'm glad that companies like yours are offering to go ahead and put yourselves out there and make that information up to the forefront. And it's there and it's available and it's accessible. And that not only you're looking to go ahead and work with people with the wholesale management platform, but as we said at the top of the program, you are offering those with the retail cannabis purchasing guide that you're giving people the chance to learn, listen, work with the right retailers, do right by your compliance, make sure to do, have a real integrity when it comes to every dispensary, every business, that's one thing you're doing. So you're also just coming back in lockstep and you're coming back and circling around and say, listen, you know, don't just take the platform, do right by your business, do right by your customers. That's fantastic, a way to, a, a fantastic approach. And I really appreciate what you guys at LeafLink do. Yeah, I appreciate that. I agree with everything you said. Compliance, regulation are incredibly important. Transparency, education are things we want to further all the time. And I think within and outside the industry, everyone's better for it. Well, Ryan, this is why we bring you back every time around. So when they, we get the call around for it, let's go ahead and do it again. So now, for the, you already had a number of people downloading the Retail Cannabis Purchasing Guide, but I'm sure there's some people that are listening to this program and saying, where can I go ahead and find that? I want to download that myself. Please direct people where they can go get that and how they can learn more about LeafLink. The best way to download all the case studies and, and reports we put together um, and also reach out to us if you're in the market. We have over 40 jobs listed right now at LeafLink is to go to LeafLink, L-E-A-F-L-I-N-K.com. Um, it's a number of sections you can dive into there or reach out to info at LeafLink.com where we can get back to you and, and connect. But I uh, would love to chat more and always happy to you know support with the information that we have and the community we built here at the company. Fantastic. Again, Ryan Smith, CEO and founder of LeafLink here on Blunt Business. We'll make sure to go ahead and keep you on the list to bring you back on a, a very future event. Uh, just keep us posted on what's going on. Listeners, thank you for joining us here for Blunt Business. You can download past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com. You can also subscribe to the show by going to Apple Podcasts. Please rate and review us. Give us five stars if you will. Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.